0: Hello, and welcome to Insured Solution Drive Time Discussion. I'm your host, Daniel Cho, and today we brought back Steve Petty. Steve, thank you for coming back. Thank you, Daniel, for having me. Steve, now, we've been talking a lot about workers' comp, and you've been doing a great job educating us on it, and uh, I'd like to talk to you about how behavior affects the workers' comp and all that. Fair enough uh daniel as you may remember from our earlier discussions everything that uh, that an employer does on workers comp should have a behavior influence because behavior is how you subtly change the workplace to design it the way you want it not the way it ends up and it's done several ways including what we've discussed earlier but also through a few specific approaches that make behavior much more effective for example simple things a poster on a wall offering a thousand dollar reward for anybody squealing on somebody who's out to Pull some shenanigans you never end up paying it it depends on how you word it those are very effective they get the word out they are very subtle it says somebody's watching the truth then you've got what does it mean to report an injury that's a behavior issue and if you define it clearly and you define it with cover all the bases so there's no ambiguity so both the supervisors and the employees know they can't dodge it they can't hide out and if they do there's a a disciplinary action or there's a consequence of discipline to pay right doesn't have to be severe but it needs to be noticeable then you've got and i have seen this over the years not injured not witnessed checkoff statements typically say every friday where if you've got a fixed location the employees go home they check i wasn't injured i didn't witness anybody injured you don't want collusion because two employees can collude and sink the employer on a claim easy and if they were they need to check it and they notify the supervisor There are various ways to do it. There's no single way, but again, the message is behavior. That's the focus is behavior. The subject matter needs to be addressed one way or another. It's building fences. It's putting up barriers of expectation. And if you don't have a workplace with those, there's no telling what kind of workplace you're going to end up with. And you're going to be surprised or maybe not if it wanders all over the place and you end up in all kinds of trouble. Then there's typically what we would call the conditions of employment where you would specify from the employee handbook certain 20 or 25 or so behavioral violations that can lead to disciplinary action. Sleeping on the job, using drugs on the job, using the cell phone on the job. If you don't have definitions of what is not permitted and you bring it to the surface, if you leave it in a manual, it's great, but nobody looks at it anymore. It just sits there and it's meaningless and nobody can remember. So what you want to do is flush it out. One piece of paper is great for everything. Whatever you do on the subjects, it should always be signed and dated. This is a great way to deal with a couple of issues, not just say, the behavior of violations of policy, but you could also uh, make a reference to safety policy, to harassment issues, to those general liability issues that surface, and you need annual reminders on. If you bring it all on one page, which is what we do, then you find you've covered several bases You, at the same time with the same purpose of assigning some behavior and putting up fences. Then you've got a substance abuse. We talked about the drug program. Well, drug testing is a behavior subject. To control drugs in the workplace is to affect behavior. You're not gonna tolerate it. So anytime you have a substance abuse policy statement which should be attended to a drug program, you post it. You make every new hire sign, and get a copy and sign it to go in the file. Things employees sign and date have meaning. Things they don't, you're wasting your time. And you need the paper trail as a backup for what? We talked earlier about proof. The employer has the burden of proof on everything. Without proof, you just may as well not do it. If you're gonna do it, prove it. If you're not gonna prove it, don't do it. It's really a very That's simple it. philosophy. Just don't do it and take make the effort. Then you've got progressive discipline. Now when you uh, find someone in a violation, a lot of employers, they just shrug it off. Oh, well, it's okay. I'm busy, nobody wants to mess with it. Big mistake. You're setting a culture that you're gonna regret over time if you allow escapes to take place. The, the punishment should be spelled out in a progressive discipline program, three steps, plenty, I've seen four, either one's fine, where it ratchets up to the point of suspension without pay or termination, depending on the number of violations, the commonality of the violations, and the subject matter. Some things are so egregious that they should be ter- terminated or suspended immediately, like someone working at a height and not using fall protection where they've been trained where it's life-threatening, they could fall and get killed. Well, if that happens, supervisor and the owner are going to jail, period. And OSHA's gonna be out there and they're gonna really, really raise some cane. And if you don't have a paper trail, fine, you're gonna be in trouble on that front. But nevertheless, if you don't enforce policies like that, what will you enforce? Nothing. So when things fall apart, don't be surprised. You've gotta have some discipline. There's a couple of subjects that affect Uh, states. Some states are more prone to this than others. The now very popular cumulative trauma repetitive motion claims. Those are the ones that I referred to earlier where the 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 dollar clock keeps ticking with every passing day because you don't have a medical baseline. So whatever condition someone brings, these start to accumulate dollar values kind of like a savings plan with a really, really high rate of interest earning that the employees have in the bag and they're always litigated. They always come in after the fact. They're always backdoor and employers rarely can ever go back and say, well, we ask this employee every 30 days Every 90 days, every 180, we ask them, are you feeling any pain in this normal, they have about 15 different subjects that they hit on every single time and they're gonna throw it against the wall and see what sticks. And if you don't have a way to say, well, wait a minute, we asked you this for the last year and a half and every month you said you weren't hurting at all. What, so what is this? This is a The employees who do these things, they know, somebody's watching and that's what you're doing is you're watching on accountability expectations the truth is all you want if the truth truth leads to an injury and a claim so be it but it's true the damage comes from the ones that get away and escape and they shouldn't but employers let it happen knowingly or not so behavior is key to everything and uh, these are some specific tools but i've seen various ones over the years if employers get creative good for them go for it but it's a subject they shouldn't just ignore And they should begin to address. I hope that helps. Now, Steve, uh, I can tell you're very passionate about this and you're very well um, educated on it. And uh, I'm sure our viewers appreciate this. So uh, thank you once again for coming. Thank you for having me again, Danny. All right.